This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 467. 10 Habits Stopping You from the Life of Your Dreams. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down why you are the bottleneck to your own dreams, how to overcome the biggest obstacle, that is you, and which of your 10 worst habits need your attention right now. Let's get to it. I apologize in advance if I sound a little more radio broadcastery on the episode this week. I spend a lot of my free time watching YouTube videos on how to make myself a better podcaster and to update my technology and just, you know, go the full distance here. And there's a guy that I follow named Mike Russell, who is very British and very good on the mic, but he definitely has this intense radio voice that the more I hear him, the more I become him. And so watch out if I all of a sudden turn British. Okay, moving on. Uh, The episode this week is all about bad habits. And these are ones that honestly, for a lot of the last, say, six to 12 months have been on my mind a lot more in large part because of the pandemic. So for the last few years, I have been personally challenged with bad habits, personally confronted by my own worst tendencies. You probably felt a similar battle in your life and experienced that in many ways directly, like every single day asking the question, how do I be my best self when there are these very clear obstacles and how do I overcome my worst tendencies? It's a challenge and we all face uh, the challenge of overcoming bad habits, even in a best case scenario of life let alone when life throws us a major curveball or a bunch of curveballs all the same time. So for me, the question during the pandemic was, how do I exist in this time period? But then more importantly, how can I thrive when that time period is over, when life, quote unquote, returns to normal, which we all know is not really a thing, right? Normal is a moving target. And what my life is today is not what it was pre-pandemic. It's not what it's going to be in a few years from now. So if I want my life to be the best that it can be, and I want to overcome the bad habits that I have right now, then I have to address where I am right now and how to confront myself and my own worst tendencies. And the one thing that is very clear when you look at all of your own worst habits is that there is one common denominator. You The bottleneck is you. No one likes to hear this. I don't want to hear this, but I know it's true. In order for me to be the best version of me, to achieve my grandest goals, or really just to simply feel in control of my day, well, then I need to eradicate the obstacle that is in the way of my own growth and my own potential. So if I am the problem, the good news there is that I am the solution. If you are the problem, if you are the bottleneck, you are your own solution. You are the change you are seeking. 
So if your life is going to improve, it will be because you changed, you grew, you pivoted, you have new and better habits, and you made a set of new decisions and took new actions that led to new results. That's it. That's all this is. So the episode this week is mostly about confronting those bad habits to acknowledge what they are and that they are actually happening. And then from there, the choice is yours to change or not, to pivot or not, to become that best self that you are seeking or not. So let's get to those 10 habits that are stopping you potentially from the life of your dreams. Habit number one. You are destructively unhealthy. You know, I changed this podcast a few years ago to shift from one of essentially checking boxes at a very aggressive pace to one of a health first approach. This all stems back to a personal story that I discussed multiple times on this show as well as in my last book. Uh, But just to recap briefly, I essentially had a burnout and found myself with a series of panic attacks and ultimately led to a surgery on my back that I think was stress-related. Can't prove it, but probably is. Long story short, I pivoted to a health-first approach, and it has changed my life completely. If you are living a lifestyle right now where you are destructively unhealthy, where you are actively destroying your health, you are destroying your dreams and your potential, and ultimately for me, uh, your optimism, your energy, your enthusiasm for doing new and better things. Just this morning, I went for a hike in the woods for one particular reason, which was that I wasn't feeling very good. My health was a little bit down. My allergies were kind of bad. My energy was low. And I knew intuitively, if I don't feel my best, I have a solution. I can go do something. I can take action on this issue right here and now. So I did. I went for a hike and I feel better because of it. When you focus on fixing your health, you actually are focusing on opening doors, doors of possibility, doors of energy and enthusiasm to go do the thing you want to do in your life. When you improve your health, you are going to provide yourself with the tools and resources you need to go do the things you want to do. All of those ambitious goals, all of those boxes you want to check, all of those become possible if you're healthy. And they become next to impossible, if not impossible, if you are destructively unhealthy. Of all the habits we could focus on today, I could talk for hours about this one in particular because this is the most important one. Of all the habits that are stopping you from the life of your dreams, Being unhealthy is the biggest challenge for most people and the biggest opportunity for most people because once you overcome it, oh my gosh, everything is possible. Bad habit number two, you're possibly or most likely thinking far too small. You know, small dreams take a lot of time and big dreams do too. So why not choose the big ones? Because the big dreams get the big results. Now, that may sound a bit bizarre. Wait, small dreams take a lot of time and big dreams do as well? How does that work? The reality is is that everything is more complicated and more time-consuming and more cumbersome than we ever envisioned these things to be. These projects will take on. I know, speaking from personal experience, that if I choose a project 
could be anything in my life, in my business, that it's going to take time. It's going to take energy, money, focus. It will take up a part of my life. And the results that I get from that project are going to be directly correlated to what that project can produce. There is an automatic cap on the potential for that project at the outset. In, in most cases, this is true. So if you were to flip the script and say, wait a minute, I don't want to choose this project knowing this result. If I could choose a different and bigger dream that would then come with it, bigger potential. Now, yes, that could actually mean bigger risk, but oftentimes a bigger dream is going to produce the life you want anyway, and the risk that comes with it is the life you want to live. There's a lot of subjectivity here and a lot of potential for what I'm saying that may not play out for your exact dream right now. But one thing I can say that is definitely true is that if you are thinking too small, if your dreams can be upgraded, they can be pivoted to something that actually has a bigger potential, why not? Why not take that chance? Why not think bigger and grander? Why not be a little more ambitious? Yes, you might initially set a dream of, I'm going to run a half marathon, let's say. But one thing I know for sure is that once you go down that path, you're going to want to do a full marathon and then maybe even an ultra, right? Dreams tend to expand as well. And you might want to start small and that's not a problem. But if you've been down that path already, if there's a part of your life that needs bigger results, it's not getting there. Well, a bigger dream can be that solution. So if you walk into something that's a new project, a new ambition, that's not scary and not exciting and not really getting you jazzed to go do it, that could be a warning sign that you have habitually found yourself into yet another thing to go do that's not really the best choice for you. I know for me, the best projects are ones that are a little scary. They are a little exciting. They are going to provide that sense of energy by themselves. Because the dream, the project, the ambition just brings with it that sense of energy and, wait a minute, I get to go do this thing now. I get to pursue this new potential. Thinking bigger provides that potential. It provides that energy, that enthusiasm, a little bit of fear that will then allow you to push forward and do bigger things. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. 
Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bad habit number three that could be stopping you from the life of your dreams is being endlessly distracted. From my experience, small distractions are equivalent to big distractions. Anything that pulls you away from your most important mission is a big problem. You don't want to let the tiny things become big things over time or letting the seemingly insignificant things become significant. If you have found yourself in a life where you are essentially endlessly distracted from your phone, from the computer, from other people, from whatever your tendencies tend to be, the things you tend to lean on every day, mostly as an avoidance tactic to not do your work. Sure, that's possible, but we all have these. We all have our tendencies and our distractions. The question is, is this a habit that is holding you back from who you want to be and where you want to go? I know for me, one easy way to analyze this is to ask the opposite question. How often am I truly focused? How often on my calendar in my last week, for example, can I look back and say, here was a time in my week where I worked on this project and that's all I did. There were no distractions. The phone was turned off. My door was locked. Like nobody could get to me. This was the thing I was doing and it got done. That can be a tough question for a lot of people. It may be a tough question for you. And you may look back at the last week and say, wait a minute, there was no time on my calendar where I was truly focused. No significant time to work on a significant big dream of mine at all. And in fact, I spent most of the time fighting distractions, most of the time being annoyed and frustrated by the fact that I'm always distracted. If that's your life, if you're frazzled, if you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, if life just seems too busy and there's too many pings and dings and rings and it's just noisy, that's a pretty good sign your life is very distracted. And focus can be a wonderful solution to that. In fact, it is the solution to that. So going forward, just simply ask the question, how can I guarantee more focus blocks of time in my life? That is the mantra to this podcast, by the way. If there's any better subtitle to this podcast besides to dominate for breakfast, the best real tagline is be focused. Focus blocks of time are it. That's the whole message right there. Distractions are evil. Focus is wonderful. That's it. All right. The fourth habit that is possibly stopping you from the life of your dreams is being unwilling to start. Anybody who has ever faced something significant knows that the first step is the hardest step. But it doesn't have to be that way. Tiny steps are actually really easy. Taking tiny steps on a recurring basis is also really easy. And those tiny steps lead to more tiny steps, which leads to actual progress. You will succeed down the road if you start. You will succeed. You will finish the project if you begin the project. You know, being unwilling to begin is an act of self-sabotage. Not starting is guaranteeing failure at the outset. You've already failed if you have decided, whether consciously or not, to not start. 
Not starting is also the fastest path to excuses, procrastination, and ultimately feeling guilty and shameful for having never begun at all. It's a pretty destructive conversation, right? That sounds pretty harsh. So what we're trying to do is to change our mindset, to do what's important now and whatever will get us moving now. And you can do what's important with small, tiny steps. You can start the process now, even for just five minutes, to let yourself just have a little bit of time to think through how could I just begin here and now. If you don't take the time to take a small step, how will you take the bigger, more important steps down the road? Or if you don't begin now, is there a better time to begin? Is there really? I don't think there is because we only have the now. We only have this moment. That's it. So start now. Literally, if you can, right now, like pull the car over, leave the gym, start this project, make it happen. Now, the fifth habit actually plays into that last one quite a bit, which is the fear of risk. Oftentimes, we don't start something because of fear, and the fear we often face is one of, well, this thing is risky, therefore, what we're actually saying is there could be consequences, not just from the failure of a project or the public embarrassment of something, but actual risk. We could lose money. We could lose time. We could lose resources. We could lose something we have. Something bad could happen. The thing about risk is that it's always there in every choice we make. Everything is risk. Whatever you think is safe right now is risky. It is not as safe as you think. When you choose to take the risky road, You are doing so because you realize that the risky road is actually the only road possible for you because that's the one that leads to the life you actually want to live. And that staying put, feeling safe, I put that in quotes here, feeling safe is in of itself a very dangerous risk. And the risk is you won't live that life you want to. You won't get those ambitious goals accomplished. You will just let the time pass looking back with guilt looking back with potential shame. I don't want that for you. I don't want you to feel that. I want you to feel the opposite. You will look back at the last few years of your life and say, wow, I am so glad I said yes to this. I'm so glad I acknowledge that risk does exist and consequences are possible, but I found an intelligent way to begin anyway. I found a way to lean in and go do the thing that matters to me. You can leverage small risk to test these things too. Not everything has to be a big, all-in, super risky experience. So test the waters. Take those small, tiny steps. See what's happening. And then over time, you can ramp these things up, increase the risk as needed, and achieve the dreams you truly are living for. Bad habit number six. Now for this one, I will raise my hand and say, this is me 100%. You are potentially consumed by the details. I am a details guy. That's just what I do. My entire career is based on productivity, which is based on details. I am a high achiever, sure, but more importantly, I'm a type A guy. And type A people tend to be the cross the T, dot the I, perfect the project kind of people, which has phenomenal benefits, right? There are a lot of things I do well because that's who I am. 
there are a lot of things I do poorly because that's who I am. And this is one of those areas that could be a major red flag for you. If you are consumed by the details, the small stuff, the itty bitty tiny little things that others just totally don't care about, you may find yourself in this position of saying, I'm actively wasting my life away by being consumed by details that ultimately have no impact or very little impact on the end result I'm actually seeking. So yes, details are important, but they're often not as important as we believe that they are. And so if you ask the question, am I missing the big opportunities because I perfected the small ones? Well, then I might be doing things in the wrong way. And a small pivot is a huge opportunity here to do this in a better way. Our real intention is to aim for what matters and be okay when things are just okay. Good enough is good enough. You know, perfectionism is a drug. And if you're addicted to it, like I definitely am, you have a challenge. Those details are distractions, they're noise, they're a nuisance, they're in the way, but they're also leading to us constantly pursuing those distractions, pursuing that noise, pursuing the, you know, cross the T, dot the I perspective, which is an endless parade of always seeking something we're never going to achieve because perfectionism is a facade. There is no such thing as actually being finished in a perfect way. And once you understand that, that these details are actually distractions, you can then back this whole thing up and say, wait a minute, I have a whole life to live here. I have big opportunities to pursue. How do I make sure that I am just going to jump in and go do something as opposed to pausing, planning, waiting, waiting more, planning more? Right, we we find all these ways, these excuses, these procrastination techniques. We're trying actively to not do these things, to not start. We actively use the details in the plan as Type A people. We are actively using planning as a procrastination technique. So, if you are consumed by the details like this on an ongoing basis, you probably know it. And so, the real challenge here is how do you figure out which details you can just ignore? and which big opportunities you can go pursue with bigger actions. And then, of course, be okay with okay. Acknowledge that good enough is good enough. All right, the seventh potential bad habit you may have right now is preferring short-term gratification. This is also known as seeking out a dopamine hit. In other words, you just want to feel good right now without really any consideration for your long-term future. If you were to look at your future self three years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, if that future self could look back at you today, right now, would they view you as a slacker or someone who is wasting time or someone who is seeking out that kind of short-term behavior that doesn't have any real acknowledgement for how that behavior will impact your future self? Our goal, generally speaking, as high-achieving people is to improve over time, to accomplish bigger and better things as time progresses. And if that's true for you and you want to improve, you want to be a better version of you in your future version of you, well, then you have to figure out how to act today in a way that produces that result. And short-term gratification doesn't get you there. It just doesn't. The math doesn't work. That's not how this process works. How it works 
is a short-term sacrifice or a short-term investment or a short-term positive progressive decision now, that's what leads to the future version of you that you actually want to become. So our goal is to make those small investments, those small sacrifices each and every day so that at the end of the day, you look back and say, well, today was helpful because today pushed me forward. Today was progress. Today was success. You know, the way that I define success, which I borrow from the late Earl Nightingale, is that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. What that means is, is that success is progress. They are one in the same, that if you are actively making progress towards goals or ideals, these things you want in the future, that you are successful, that the progress is the point. The finish line is just a nice thing to have later on, but the action, the active pursuit of progress is the whole point. So your future self is going to look back at you today and simply ask the question, are you on that trajectory of improvement? Is today better than yesterday? Are you actively making choices today that are going to make tomorrow even better? That's it. So if the short-term dopamine pursuit of yours is not working for you, then you want to ask the question, how can I flip that around and spend a little more time every day pursuing my better future self. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Habit number eight. You may be avoiding the hard work. We just discussed sacrifice, right? We just discussed making these kinds of choices that may not lead to the best version of you. Sometimes those short-term sacrifices, those short-term investments are challenging. You know, just last week, we talked all about doing the hard things first. If you are avoiding the hard work, you are potentially neglecting what's hard because it's hard and that fear stops you from taking any action at all. When you don't let the habit of skipping the big challenges stop you from facing your biggest fears, when you don't fall into that trap of standing still, deer-in-the-headlights lifestyle, then you actively move towards a lifestyle where you are saying yes to these things, not because they're hard, but because they are progress, because these things move you forward. If you have found yourself in a life 
where you're avoiding hard work, you are actively avoiding progress itself because doing difficult things is part of the process. And so the intention here is to acknowledge that reality. If you have found yourself in a lifestyle where avoiding hard work is part of your norm, that's just part of how you operate. Well, then you are actively avoiding the progress you need to get these things accomplished. So we can change this. We can face it. We can do the hard work. We can learn what it is, learn to love it, and learn to move forward despite the difficulty. Yes, embrace the hard work, but more importantly, embrace the progress that comes from the work you put in. Habit number nine, you may be second-guessing your best ideas, which is also known as overthinking or also known as being a perfectionist or a type A person yet again. What I have found to be true in my life is that I get a lot of ideas, right? I'm always in pursuit of new things. I love new things. So I get a lot of ideas, which is a good thing. However, if you have found yourself stuck, right, you're not even making a choice at all. You have a ton of ideas and you've chosen none of them, or you have a possibility of something you could pursue, but you stop yourself. You rethink it. You second guess it. You plan it out again and again, but no actual action is taking place. We're not striving for that kind of lifestyle. We don't want to think too much. Our goal is to actually take action more often than we think, which is a challenge, right? For me personally, to take more action than I think about the actions I'm taking, it doesn't really work in my head. The math seems to not add up, but that's where progress comes from. The action is the thing that leads to the progress. The planning, though important, isn't the thing that actually moves you forward. It's working the plan, doing the things on the list. So if you have found yourself overthinking, you're missing the easier wins, the faster steps you could take now. If, for example, you're aiming for a home run, you could just get a single because a single is more progress than striking out. The challenge here is that game of figuring out what actually leads to me doing the work, what leads to me taking the action. And if second-guessing your best ideas isn't working for you, if constantly overthinking isn't working for you, well, it's time to think less and move more. It's time to plan less and take action more. You can have a lot of great ideas, but you have to pick one. And once you do, you have to move on it. That's it. It really is that simple. Okay, the 10th and final habit that may be stopping you from the life of your dreams is that you are stuck in comfort, also known as your current life is too good. That's right. You could literally have a life right now that's too good. It's too comfortable, too cushy. And because of that, you stop trying. Because of the comfort, why would you pursue anything else? You're good. You can just chill. The problem is, is that comfort probably isn't the life you actually want, which is weird. This is a difficult one because most of the time, that's what we think we want. We think we want the comfort. We think we want the couch, the Netflix, the just chill out. Everything is stress-free. Everything is cool. The problem is, is that for most people, especially those high achievers and those goal setters, if you're that person, what you actually want is the progress. What you want is the action. What you want is the pursuit of a difficult challenge. Yes, what you actively want is to face a problem head on. 
the result of facing a problem head on later on is the comfort of knowing you solved the problem. The comfort is the finish line. It's not the lifestyle. It's not the pursuit. The active day-to-day action is the difficult challenge, which is the thing that brings the joy you're actually seeking. Comfort is only fun for a few minutes, but it gets old real fast. What doesn't get old is pursuing things you love, is going after things that are awesome. So if your life is too good right now, you actually need to struggle. You need to fight. You need to face a few demons, possibly bleed and cry and fight and literally get in there and do something that is just really hard. That may be the best thing for you. I'll give a good example right here. Just last night, I was in the shower. And it was a warm shower. It was a really good, hot shower. And I had this feeling, this inkling in the back of my mind that said, you know what? I should turn this temperature down to as cold as it could possibly be. But I didn't do it. Now, you may ask, well, why would you want cold water? Well, there's a whole long discussion about how cold therapy is awesome. But let's just acknowledge that that's true because it is. Cold therapy is wonderful. The problem that I had was that I turned it down. Not the water, the opportunity. I turned down the chance to turn the water cold. I said no to the difficult challenge. And I said yes to the comfort. I said yes to the hot shower and no to the thing that might have actually made me feel better. This is the trap. We're in the comfort. We're in the hot, steamy shower and we feel good about it. And because of that, we turn down the chance to grow. We turn down the chance to give ourselves the opportunity for the life we truly want. Don't be that guy. Don't be the hot shower, steamy, comfortable, beautiful life person if what you actually want is something way better than that altogether. Don't be distracted by the comfort. Be distracted by the opportunity. Distracted by the chance to grow and fight and win. That's the life you want. That's the life of your dreams. Now, to review those 10 habits, number one was you might be destructively unhealthy. Number two, you may be thinking far too small. Number three, you are definitely endlessly distracted. Number four, you are unwilling to start. Number five, you have an active fear of risk itself. Number six, you are consumed by the details and are missing the big picture. Number seven, you prefer the short-term gratification over the long-term sacrifice or investment for your future. Number eight, you are actively avoiding the hard work in favor of the easy wins right now. Number nine, you are second-guessing your best ideas and overthinking to a fault. And finally, number 10, you are stuck in comfort. I love this list. I love it because these things speak to who I am right now. I'm a guy who fights through each and every one of these difficult habits all the time. And it's great to get the refresher to be able to know here are areas of opportunity. Here are things I can change in my life. Here are things that are true about me right now that do not have to be true in the future. They don't have to be. I can change. I can improve. I can actively pursue the things that are difficult in favor of a life that I actually prefer. And that's the challenge to you right now. Will you say yes to this new life? Will you say yes to the life of your dreams? 
And for the action step this week, pick just one difficult bad habit to change. If we build upon the episode from last week, we'll continue to focus on the most challenging tasks and knock those out first. So choose the habit that's the one you definitely don't want to change, but desperately need to. That's the focus. Chip away at it one day at a time and start right now, like literally today in this moment. JeffSanders.com slash 467 is the place to go for the episode notes. And of course, subscribe to this podcast. JeffSanders.com slash subscribe is a great place to go or in the podcast app you have right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.